You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors or my Uber drivers, really adorable memes, and really cute selfies. This week I did a fun, um, or sorry, last week I did a fun what's in my bag because I'm an influencer now and that's what we do. We share all of the products that are in our bags. Um, but I want you guys to get ready because today things are going to get hot. We are taking a trip to hell. We knew we'd end up there eventually, but today's tour guide is lighting the torch along the way. She's a pro tennis player turned comedian. You probably recognize her from one of my guiltiest Bravo pleasures, Summer House. She's also got a new podcast called Burning in Hell. So here to heat things up today, please welcome Hannah Burner. Thank you for having me, Zach. How are you? What a great intro. And holistic hustler. I've never even heard that before. That's amazing. I'm coining the term. I'm about to trademark it like Chris Jenner with Momager. <laughs> I'm about to <laughs> hug it up. Um, first and of all, you have the the funniest Instagram, I have to say. I'm obsessed. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's so funny because they always start off just like trying to make your friends laugh. And then like more random people start laughing. And next thing you know, you have a whole community of people laughing. And that's all I really need in life. Yeah, um, to make me feel better about myself. The validation. That's all we need in life is validation. Yep. <laughs> validation with a side of dick, right? I mean, a full meal of dick. Uh, I, I like I like where this podcast is going to go. I can tell already. So before we dive deep into the convo, you have to answer my icebreaker questions. Are you ready? Yes, I can't wait. Okay, first one. Where did you grow up and what part of the world are you currently living in? So I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um Park Slope, I like to say Park Slope cuts your throat because um, it used to be a bad neighborhood, but then it it became very hipster and too expensive for me to live in. So now I live in Queens. I'm just like, people talk about New York City and people move to New York City and they love saying it's fun, but I would never live there. Yeah, I don't want to fucking live in Midtown Manhattan either. So I live in the outer boroughs. I'm the outer borough girl. No one talks about this, but like Queens, Brooklyn, the outer boroughs are just the best place to live. And be close to the action, but then you can get away from it at night and like just ignore people. No, I love it. That's how I am in LA. I lived like in the heart of LA for like most of my uh, childhood. And then when I was 17, I kind of moved out of the city a little bit and I went to live with my grandparents. It was like, I felt like I was Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I moved out into like a little pocket right outside of the city where I can easily come in and out as I, as I please. Cause I would work in the city, work in like the heart of yeah. LA, like West Hollywood. Um, yeah. And then I recently just moved back to into downtown. So I'm like right in the heart of it all where it's like crazy on crack, it's but like different, like, energies like sometimes yeah. you want to be psychotic but sometimes you want to have a break and it's good to like after work they feel like you're leaving work where sometimes especially when you're an entrepreneur you feel like you never leave work you never so turn at least off, to yeah. be yeah so at least to get out of the city sometimes is nice to be like now i'm working but at least it's in my bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um what's one word your mother would use to describe you <laughs> she would say not normal well that was two words but <laughs> Here's this new thing where my brother is um like has a finance job and he's just got engaged. He's younger than me. He's just like so has his shit together in like a stereotypical way. So she's like, Oh, my normal son is not here today and I'm the one who she said she always knew I wouldn't have a traditional career. Um and she was right. Bitch knows me better than anyone. 
I love it. Uh, fun fact, what's one thing people would not expect about you? Ooh, what's a, it's funny. I feel like so many people, because of Summer House and because my Twitter, they know so much about me. Um, so many people don't know about... I think what people don't know about me is I'm actually... I joke about it, but I really am an introvert sometimes. Mm. Like, I... In the best relationships, it's like friends and boyfriends who like let me turn off and just be myself and like not talk so much because my life is talking and conversation. And I do, I do joke a lot about like just wanting to be with my cat all the time. But it's at first I thought I I was like being lazy and I would be mean to myself, like you should be going out. But like ever since I was little, I, I realized I needed, I get energy from being alone. Some people get energy from being with people. Like I, expend that all day and then I need to like be alone to like function the next day like I need three hours of Bravo just to like get my head back together oh completely I I don't I don't think people realize like how important like that trash reality TV actually is with like a glass of wine at the end of the day to like uh, unwind and like let your brain take a break literally Vanderpump rules like got me through my breakup because I would like Put, working like is the worst the best thing to do during a breakup like just put your head down work it's mm-hmm. better for you're bettering yourself you're distracted so when you get home i'm like oh no my thoughts are gonna run wild so i would just turn on vanderpump i started from the beginning and you just feel like it's this like friend group you don't have to like there's not like crazy insane like game of thrones like plot lines even though it is as dramatic as game of thrones and there are like red weddings but um more with wine but you have to, you can just kind of enjoy it and it's relatable and you feel like you have this friend group that you don't have to like text back, you know? Yeah. And your brain like doesn't have to think like you don't have to like remember no. what happened last week. Like the drama's just there and it's just like, and you salivate over it and it's like so juicy. I always, I've learned so much about reality TV, obviously from being on it, but the whole joke of the first, my first season was like, ha- um, we get it. Hannah plays tennis. Like, Hannah, do you play tennis? But it all, it's funny. I brought up my tennis because I wanted to show that, like, this thing that everyone, like, that was my life for so long that, like, everyone admired about me, that I was, like, a great tennis player, actually was, like, caused a lot of anxiety in my life. It was really hard for me. And, like, quitting was really traumatic. Anyway, but it all started where in interviews they were, like, tell us, like, your tennis career. And I said it in, like, a couple sentences. Then every fucking episode, they would replay that same interview with the same photos. So it was like an ESPN 30 for 30 about how I played tennis. And people were like, we get it, Hannah. You fucking play tennis. Stop telling us. And it's like because the whole point of reality TV is that at any time, you could turn it on and like kind of know what's going on. Right. So they like constantly will remind you of things. And then literally this season during interviews, I've like refused to bring up tennis. I'm like, no, you guys fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like Carl and his quotas. Everyone was so sick of all the quota talk. Yeah. I mean, he really did talk about his quotas all the time because <laughs> he wasn't hitting them. But yeah, reality TV, they will fl- do flashbacks because it's kind of cool. At any time, you could turn it on and like and get what's going on because yeah. they don't want you to have to start shit from the beginning, especially when people used to watch cable. Yeah. Uh, what's your drink of choice? Ooh. My favorite drink is a Moscow Mule. Mm. I think it's like refreshing and it's like very unisex. Um, so people don't like know how to like judge you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's just really refreshing and there's like green stuff in it. So I feel like I'm being healthy. I love that. Um, yeah. Last icebreaker, which is my favorite question to ask my guests. And that's if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? 
Um, I would definitely be Chloe because I just think she has the best sense of humor about life. And I'm also attracted to addicts. I feel like maybe I am Chloe. (laughs) I know, but I think that, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I also wish that I would... (sighs) I wish she didn't change everything about herself. Like I wish that she was just like, fuck all like whatever this climate we've created. Like you guys can like hate yourself and cut your bodies up. But like, I'm just going to do me and like have my confidence shine. Yeah. I just think she has such an incredible personality and that's what you remember about people when you leave them. Like, yeah, like in front of you, you're like that person was pretty. But then when you leave, you remember how people made you feel. And that's what I think she's, like the best at yeah she just won the people's choice award for favorite reality tv star amazing i mean i think you're gonna be a contender next year now hannah oh my god well um i think the new season's gonna get announced soon i'm not allowed to say when but this next season is fucking amazing yeah can you i'm not just saying that can you tease anything there may or may not be like some new cast members oh just like people are gonna fight who you didn't think would fight, and people are gonna hook up who you didn't think would hook up. Oh, okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, since we're now on the topic of of summer house, I want to pick your brain on some of your cast members. So I want to put you in the summer house hot seat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so on your hot take on some of your your Bravo co stars. Um, so you've already confirmed that you're gonna be back for the new season. But how are you and Paige doing? You guys like are the besties on Instagram. Are you guys yeah. still in such a good place? We are closer than ever. Um, I love her so much. I think we, we're now like together navigating a world where like now we have followers, and, like how to deal with like yeah. sponsorships and like being invited to events and stuff, which turns out is the worst. Like literally, uh, I remember at the first event we got invited to, it's literally just like brands just like want you to show up yeah. to post about them for free is what it is, but you have to like go. It doesn't make any sense, but you feel important at first and we like went to an event together. We get there and we're like, this is terrible. This isn't fun. No one's actually having fun. Everyone's on their phones. A, a, yeah. And now we just avoid events together. Oh my God. And people you, be like, oh my God, I had the most fun event I want to invite you to. And we're like, no, I, I bet you it's not fun. No, it's so funny. I know it's not fun. I have so many friends and I would see them post on their stories about all these events that they're going to here in LA. And I'm not, I don't, I will at best, like on a good month, go like to an event a week. If you work, like if you have work to do, if if I went to every event that I got invited to, like LA is probably the same. Like you're busy every night. Yeah. And you also, you're not getting paid. No. You're just going and promoting for free, whatever their shit is, because they're giving you a free like and the expectation, yeah, no. the expectation of you to post and, then and promote I have to get them. dressed up, yeah. Oh God, I'm. It's like no. I think there's a certain time where it is good in your career to maybe like, but people aren't like talking to each other. You're no. not like networking. The brand never is gonna like pay you to do stuff. Like I, I, you rarely hear someone be like, oh, I went to this party, and the brand was like, here's five grand. Like that doesn't happen. No, so no, you're not. These Kim, events yeah. are just. These events are yeah, just brands trying to make. They're finding influencers who want to feel good about themselves by going. But then you go to them and everyone, you see that you watch them on their Instagram story and they're like, oh my God, amazing, drinking, having all this fun. And then, but like, if you're actually at the party with them, they're just like sitting on their phones, not talking to anybody, not connecting with anybody. And it's like, so not what it looks like on the IG. And also if I see someone I know, like, cool, I'd rather see them like in my terms, how I want to. Yeah. 
like not at an awkward um, event. Also, I don't want to put on makeup when I don't have to. <laughs> like I just don't. And to me, put on makeup on at like 8 p.m. and then go into New York City. I love New York City, but like I'd rather sleep. Sorry. Would you ship Carl and Paige? knowing their history and knowing that there's like an underlying sexual tension. Like what do you, what is your take on the whole Carl page debacle? I think that like he's cute and Paige like likes attention, but like they both deep down, I think knew they, they wouldn't work out. And Carl was like afraid of getting rejected. And Paige was also afraid of getting rejected because yeah. they both knew they're not right for each other. I mean, it's just like when you're our age and there's like a tall man in the vicinity, like, yeah, you'll flirt with him. Yeah. But also dropper. like Paige is the kind of person, especially in a house and with like a lot of people who are judging a relationship. Like if you don't text her during the week, like, what do you like? Yeah. What do you expect? And I don't know, maybe that works for other girls. Cause they're like, Oh, he hates me. So I want to have sex with him, but she's not like, she's not that kind of person. No, she has self-respect. <laughs> um, so Carl was on this show earlier uh, a couple months ago talking about his recovery from fuckboyhood do you think <laughs> that he's really changed now that you've gotten back into the house with him over the summer I don't really think that Carl was ever like fully a fuckboy I would just say on the show like there's Kyle who's clearly a fuckboy yeah. I would arguably more of a fuckboy than Carl because Kyle was like being Amanda um I know that him and the Lauren thing didn't work out but like I feel like who else was in the house back then Steven who was not like a fuck boy and who else I mean Amit didn't talk mm -hmm. so like Carl was kind of like the only bro and like easily got like that fuck boy um just kind of yeah everyone thought he's fuck boy and oh hold on one second sorry <laughs> There you go. <laughs> is this yours? Yeah. Um, it's cute. Thank you. Sorry, I'm in an office. Oh, I was like, um, is that a Postmates <laughs> delivery rolling up? I, I wish it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's gotten this, like, bad reputation. But, like, Carl is just a, a guy who is – I think he's still figuring himself out. Oh, yeah, you're fine. I think he's still figuring himself out, and he needs to um, know who he is before he finds the right girl to date. I think he's a little late in the game, but he's working on it. He has a lot of imperfections, but he's working on himself. And sometimes he would attract other girls that are still working on themselves too. And then it could get really messy. He's just so hot that I'm like, how is he single? He's also like six five. Like people don't understand yeah. like when you see him and his body's perfect. I think he, he's dealing with his own like insecurities. And I think he continuously goes for the wrong girls. Yeah. Um, I argue, like, he literally to me is like, oh, I love, like, smart, like, hardworking, cool brunettes. But he only fucks with blondes. <laughs> and I'm like, Carl, I don't understand. Like, what do you want? Like, hair color regardless, like, I don't think he's, he knows, he knows what he wants yeah. yet. Because he's figuring his own stuff. And he has, as you know, like, he has, like, his parents got divorced. And he's later in life. I think that's kind of made him yeah. scared of of like love and stuff. So like any man in New York, he's complex, but um, I think he's knowing him. He's actually like a really um, sweet, great guy. He just hasn't been able to meet his person. I mean, I'm single too. I haven't met my person, but um, yeah. What about Lindsay? How are you feeling about Lindsay these days? Do you hate her guts? 
so Lindsay and I did not start off well. We like, I think I came in like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm out. I am alpha, but I also like, I'm not trying to come in a room and be like the alpha. Yeah. But like if someone's trying to alpha me, I like how I'm talking like we live in the jungle. <laughs> it pretty much was a jungle. If someone tries to alpha me, I'm just going to be like, uh, no, I'm not your little minion. Yeah. And I know she, she's been in it for two years and like I'm younger than her, but she kind of was like rubbed me the wrong way in the beginning a lot. Like stuff you guys don't even see, just like being kind of rude. And then I realized like Lindsay has like, she, like because of her family life, I think she has trust issues and she's not one to just mm. immediately trust people in her circle. And I was just like thrown into her circle yeah. and then it's taken some time, but whatever, I don't know what happened. Like, I think we had to like fight about some shit. And then now me and Lindsay, like we love each other and we trust each other and like we're on really good terms. I love that. Um, what about, what did you think of Danielle? Cause I honestly, until I was prepping for today's interview, I forgot she was even on the show. It's so funny. So I actually like, I love Danielle so much and people like either are just like, she's so boring or they like, I hate Danielle. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me because she's actually like one of the most down to earth, coolest people on the show, but it doesn't always get portrayed that way yeah. on camera. Um, she's just like really cool, loves to party, um, always speaks her mind, will defend you in any capacity if she has your back. And um, she's so smart. She has like, she probably is one of the most, she has the most successful job on the show. Um, and she like, she's just really cool. Do you think that she was probably just a little too normal for the whole spice of the reality TV life? Honestly, yeah. Like, I feel like, because she's normal, she, like she, maybe she would, she's trying harder to like be maybe good on it or something and it yeah. comes off badly because she's not like, <laughs> I'm the first to be like, yeah, that person's fucking annoying. <laughs> she's so cool and laid back and chill. Like she's way more tolerable than Lindsay. <laughs> what happened? But that's what, oh yeah, I was just saying that's why I think they bounce each other off because Danielle's down to earth and Lindsay's like a firecracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lindsay so really is a like, firecracker. She, oh yeah. She's, she brings yeah. some heat. Um, what happened to British Dave? Oh, my little British baby. Um, So we dated into like November and then like I just, I didn't see myself like marrying the dude and he's, what was he, like 30 and I was like 27 and he's always talking about how he wants to move back to London or he wants to go to Australia for two years. Like these, these um, European guys are just like way more fun and open-minded with living their life and traveling. And I'm like, oh, I like Brooklyn. <laughs> and like he was such a good guy, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't see like, uh, like him being my husband. I know it sounds crazy, but like, I just like, I'm not going to like date you long-term if I don't see a real future. Yeah. So, but we're still good. Like he's now in, I think he's in Australia right now. So like we'll message sometimes. We have so much respect for each other. We love each other, but we are no longer an item. Mm, he was such a cutie. I know people loved British Dave. Apparently we were, when we broke up, he was a huge hit in the Hamptons. He would like go out and oh. everyone would be like, British, cause he's, he's six, six also oh. like huge. So people just like, he would get recognized so much because he's just huge. Yeah. Um, so I think I he had his fun after the breakup. So he did. He's doing just fine. <laughs> okay. Now talk to me about Jordan. Is Jordan gay? Uh, 
what does your gaydar say? I mean, it, 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 he's, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think Jordan's got. <laughs> I feel like I was having trouble even getting to the sexuality part because I couldn't get past, like, the pathological lying. Yeah. Like, that was the first part of his identity that I was just, like, struggling with because it wasn't, regardless if he's lying about, like, kissing girls or whatever, it's like, why are you lying? Like, what's yeah. going on? So I, he's just, um, it's funny because he's also such, like, a positive, cool, nice, sweet person. But he is a tricky little thing. Like, and I will always have his, like, friendship. And yeah. because we have so much history together, but the show was really hard because I was working with him Monday to Friday and then filming the weekends with him for what, like almost two and a half months or three months. So by the end, I just wanted to strangle him. <laughs> I couldn't even like hear him breathing in my direction. Like every word out of his mouth, I was like, gag me. Like I yeah. couldn't do it. So what is he, was it his choice to not come back for the new season or is, was he fired? So he may or may not be on this next season. Oh, I read a report that he's not coming back, but he may not. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. I just cannot confirm or deny, but, um, okay. Yeah. But you do have a lot of history (laughs) with him. He helped you get your job at bitches, right? Yep. He helped me get my job at bitches. And then we've like been close ever since. Um, so we've had each other's back in a lot of different ways. I just have so much history for him and I'm always going to love him. And I hope that he like gets realizes why he's fucking lying all the time. Yeah. It's probably avoiding something or hiding something that he's not really ready to deal with. A hundred percent. Therapy. Oh, I'm so sick of these men that will not go to therapy. I know. I'm over it. They need it. Or at least read a self help book to get started guys. Like seriously. Yeah. Or fucking like Google something. I don't know. Or call it a life coach. I don't give a shit. Just like talk to someone who knows more than um, your bros. Yeah, because your bros don't know shit. They're just as your bros fucked are- up. <laughs> your bros are probably more fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, so you have a new podcast. It's called Burning in Hell. And you have taken an interesting twist on the show because you like to also really focus on mental health. Where did, yes. being that you um, have a, a background in, in, I mean, you have a background in a lot of things, but um, being that comedy has been such a big thing for you for so many years, what made you want to tackle mental health in like a humorous way on the podcast? Great question. I think that I've always been, I like recently learned more about anxiety and depression based on my own experiences with them. And so deep down in the back of my mind, I was like, if I ever get like, once you realize that you have exposure, you can affect people in a lot of different ways. And I knew it was something I cared yeah. about. But then when I was working for Betches, I was like interviewing and meeting some of the biggest stars, like Nick Cannon, like whole cast of Vanderpump, um, like people, just tons of reality TV stars, musicians um, would come through the office. And I just started realizing like they have fame and success and money, but they deal with the same kind of like that doesn't equate to happiness and I know it sounds corny but like they really do deal with the same stuff that we all do or some are just better at conquering it or some are actually worse with it so I wanted to start a podcast where I talk to these people that you stereotypically look up to about um their demons their anxieties what keeps them up at night what they're insecure about their fears and but overall make it comedic because we're not trying to like cry ourselves to sleep every night 
um, or we already are and we need a little help exactly (laughs) exactly and i i try to um interview anyone from like comedians to entrepreneurs um to singers and it's been a really enriching and fulfilling like experience it's really like my passion project yeah, and you've had like your fr- you've had Paige on the show, obviously, but you've had like Nikki Glazer. Like you have some really yeah. great guests. It's a really Thank funny you. show. Thank you so much. No, it it is a really funny show. Um, I was do I had to listen to so many podcasts over the summer when Pop Sugar had me like kind of figure out like what they wanted to do different lists about like different podcast roundups. So I had to listen to so oh, many. Yeah. And I loved yours. It was so good. Thank you. I mean, it's funny because I haven't done like any. PR anything around it so for someone like you to write up the podcast and not like know about me or being pitched about it like meant a lot to me and I was so proud of it well I mean I, I love the show and any chance I get to support other podcasters I'm all about them I'll pimp your shit out <laughs> yes thank you yeah so everyone needs to go listen to burning hell because it's funny um but I do also <laughs> want to chat with you a little bit about I was listening to another podcast that you did what was the name of it um, it was one that you did recently, Kicking Back with Kelly. Yeah. And so you did that show. And on there, you talked briefly about getting fired from bitches. And so I mm-hmm. want to know, I like, I kind of like to pick people's brains about like breakups and getting fired and kind of bouncing back from that and giving their advice on how they would, ba- how they bounced back from it. What was that like yeah. for you being that you were one of like the OG team members and then to be let go? Yeah. Was it because of your, um, being on television or the fame that you were getting from being on summer house or what talk me through that whole transition of getting released from, from Betches. Well, it's funny. Cause when I, like they gave me my first opportunity, like I started the video department there when, when I had done like previously I did sales, I did marketing. I hated all my jobs and I literally was like, all I want to do is video. I don't know what capacity I was like at 25 years old. I was interning for free at some like sports website <laughs> trying to get like more video experience, just like editing. And then Jordan Verroy, who I'd met briefly at like a tennis shoot, had linked in me. He didn't even have my number or Instagram or anything. Cause back, yeah, I was like private on Instagram. <laughs> and he was like, you're really funny. Um, I want you to um, like submit a video to Betches. And <laughs> and basically, I did. They called me and they were like, you have no experience, but we love your ideas. We'll start you freelance. And that's where, like, my career started was these girls who gave me a chance. And I didn't go into it to, like, to be, like, um, famous or to, like, I literally just wanted to start getting into video production, like, behind the scenes. Then as I started writing some of my own sketches, I I do love acting and I was putting myself on the camera and the the engagement was like doing great. I started Instagram story series and the girls at Benches were always a little bit like, like they don't post their own faces anywhere. It's mostly memes, but like we were trying to go to the next step in the company and like get bigger. And when you align with someone's face, you feel more connected to them. So I started to get like some real momentum of people like loving my work. And then I started tweeting um, because I was writing like 80 memes a week for them. When I first started, I call it Betches Bootcamp. Like I, it really gave me my comedy. I learned about my comedy voice. And then my Twitter started to pop off. That's what popped off first. It wasn't podcast, it wasn't reality TV. My 
I started posting my tweets on Instagram and they would just like get picked up never by Betches, by other people. Like I wasn't like using Betches to go viral. And I had like 40,000 followers. Wow. Then I got the house for Summer House. I got the call for Summer House, which they like said I can do, but they weren't, they weren't happy about it. Yeah. Um, and then we, my podcast I, I launched and I'm just like a very entrepreneurial person. And there were like a lot of different things that started to go down right before Summer House aired. And they basically were like, yeah, like this isn't, this isn't working anymore. And I was so, so hurt by it because I, I put my heart and soul into this company. Yeah. And then I realized like, you're, this isn't meant for you anymore. Like it was meant for you before, but I literally like the universe will, when you're done with the past, I really believe that the universe kicks you out. Oh, and yeah. since the day I got fired, it's funny, British Dave was waiting for me because they called me in like before work. So I kind of knew some shit was going down and he waited for me and I went downstairs. So I was like, I got fired. He like hugged me. And then from that moment on, I've never been more busy and more inspired in my life. That's awesome. Like I realized that it actually was a glass ceiling for me and maybe mm-hmm. they saw it before I did because I don't think I would have quit for yeah. a while or instead like Summer House, I, I continued doing the podcast, Summer House immediately aired. I continued writing my own stuff on my own Instagram, filming my own videos. I started meeting people I would have never met. I started getting confidence in myself that I never would have had because you don't have like a big brand behind you. And then I started like, now I'm doing my own stand-up and like my own shows where at Betches I would have never been able to do that. Like that's not what the company's about. They're, right. And, and I felt, at one point I talked to my mom and I was like, am I like being a selfish bitch that like I want to be a star? Like, and she's like, okay, I don't think, it's more like, I just love creating and I love mm-hmm. being on stage and I do like attention. I, I love, I sometimes feel like I'm a strong voice that needs to be, that wants to inspire people. And like, sometimes you're just not meant to like be in the crowd all the time. You're not meant to be a minion behind a computer. Right. I'm not that, that some people are fucking great at being behind a computer. I'm not, I turn to a minion and I don't like it. <laughs> Um, so like, instead of Same. feeling ashamed for what you think you're meant to do, like the whole thing with performing and creativity is the first step is admitting that it's what you want to do Yeah, because society makes it like it's a bad thing to want to be entrepreneurial and artistic or creative in any means. And, um, it's more like, no, I wasn't doing it because I want to be a star. I was doing it because I was like, I want to make my own videos. That, that that isn't under someone else's brand voice because I actually have shit I want to say and I want to create content that I want to say. And yeah, and Summer House was an amazing vehicle to give me the freedom to do that. No, I love that. I mean, I went through something similar where I had spent 10 years in fundraising and I worked really hard for um, oh my God. for charities and like my heart, my brother has autism. So that became like a big mm-hmm. passion for me for over a decade now. Um, and then there kind of came a point where my job effectively... Um, the opportunity had expired and I was um, the head of a, of a nonprofit organization, um, a, a fairly large one too. And then it kind of that it kind of expired and was time for me to move on. And then 
my other passion was really entertaining and and comedy and humor and I had and writing and it would took me a while to be okay with making the transition from spending you know all of this time fundraising and helping families to now having a career of my own and and still helping people you know I like to use this Mm -hmm. podcast and the platforms that I have to to help people it's just in a different way but I understand it takes a while for you to be okay with like stepping into you know your next path oh yeah and also to so many people like you're going to be good at so many things and just because you're really good at like your fundraising job just because you felt like you had a purpose in it doesn't mean you can't find other things that right. will fulfill you just in a different way like that's like me with tennis I did it since I was like I was competitively playing since I was eight years old so I invested my whole life into it and then felt like oh other people have been preparing for their jobs forever and I thought I was going pro until I was like 21 <laughs> and I decided to quit so it's like I, I just because you're really good at something doesn't mean it's what you're meant to do just because other people think you're really good at something doesn't mean it's what you want to do and these are all parts of just like learning to understand yourself 1000 percent. okay so to close things out I want to play a fun round of would you rather okay oh I love this yes okay so first one um would you rather marry Carl or marry Kyle Carl Carl why Carl <laughs> Because Kyle's still fuck I boy. like Kyle is too short one, mm. um, and Kyle and I have this brother, brotherly, sisterly like we fight. Like me and Kyle legit fight. I think it's because he's also a Leo, yeah. so we like get on each other's nerves, but then we like love each other. He just like we are too similar. Where Carl, um, I'll climb him like a tree. But even though I'm not like, I'm like I think he's really hot. We'd be terrible together, but I'd prefer him over Kyle. Okay. Um, would you, uh, so Charlie's Angels, there was the original one with Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, mm-hmm. and then now there's the new one that's coming out. Which anthem do you prefer? Destiny's Child's Independent Women or Ariana Miley, Lana's Don't Call Me Angel? I feel like I have to go with Destiny's Child. I'm sorry. I love, I love the new anthem, Don't Call Me Angel. I love it. But... Destiny's Child, I have to just give it up to the OGs because they inspired those girls to do it. But I do love Don't Call Me Angel. I'm not going to lie. I've been listening to it on repeat. Wait, who's your favorite on it? Um... Not Lana. I think it's it's a toss between Ariana and Miley. I kind of like Miley, but Ariana dominates so much of the song. She does. But I was going to say Miley because I feel like her boxing scene was fucking Oh, yeah. Yeah, she really comes at it hard. so good. Yeah. I also feel like it was a little, like, okay, let's get like the three coolest hot girls right now and put them together in a song where Destiny was more like a true like song that I think just came from them liking making music where this was like a little more calculated by the industry. Right, right, right. Um, Okay, would you rather drink Loverboy or drink Vanderpump Rosé as your only (laughs) drink for the entire year? Loverboy. Loverboy high I like. Tea. I don't even. Okay, I don't really even like rosé. That's like shouldn't get out there. But no, I'm like more like vodka soda shots. Yeah. <laughs> like rosé just like makes me full, and then like it's sometimes it's too sweet. Like there's so many different yeah. kinds. It's stressing me out. Like just give me a vodka soda, and yeah. occasionally a Moscow Mule. And Loverboy, I do. I do love. You do love Liverboy. Um, okay, mm-hmm. would you rather be locked in a cabin for a month with the cast of Vanderpump Rules or with the cast of Summer House? 
Oh my god. Okay, definitely the Casa Summer House. Like I love Vanderpump Rules, but I'm also very scared of them. Um, they're very mean to each other. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they've been they've been nice to me. I also like am like connected with Stassi. Like we both have a mutual best friend, St- um, Taylor Strecker. Mm-hmm. She's, like best friends with Stassi. She's on tour with her, and Taylor like inspired me to get onto radio. So, um, but Stassi's so funny. I filmed with her last season, and then I saw her in the city, like, in a whole different scene, and, like, Taylor Strecker was there, and Sassy, like, didn't recognize me, and I know she meets so many people, and she was like, oh, my God, how do I know you? And I'm like, we've literally filmed three days together. <laughs> oh, my God. But I was, like, she was, like, with Bo and, like, running around, and I was a little, you know, I wasn't trying to... Also, I love Bo. Bo and I are actually love Bo. Um, good friends. He's incredible. Cool, amazing person. He's like the goals yeah. everybody wants. But yeah, the summer house, we're really a family. Like we hang out all winter. They're my like, they're my people. I love them so much. But like we still fight all winter too. <laughs> There's always drama. Oh my God. Um, would you rather be in a feud with Lindsay or with Amanda? I'd rather be in a feud with Lindsay because I love Amanda so much. I think they didn't even show it last season. Like, me and Amanda were as close or closer than her and Paige. But I guess they were, like, playing up that friendship. Um, Lindsay, I'm always fighting with. Like, she's <laughs> fighting is, like, her comfortable zone. Yeah. So, like, if you're not fighting with Lindsay, it's like she doesn't care about you. <laughs> so, Lindsay, like, I thought was so much amused to it. I've, I feel like with Amanda it would be like much more painful and intense and harder. And if we were fighting, it's probably something like really legit yeah. where with Lindsay, like she could fight over like me accidentally eating like her um, fish taco. So you never know. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Last one um, in 10 years, if your reality TV career evolves, would you see yourself more on the real housewives of New Jersey or the real housewives of New York? New York. New well, because I'm a city girl. I'm a city girl. You're I mean, I love, I actually, I know the Real Housewives of New Jersey better. I'm obsessed with Margaret Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think she's such an incredible human being. If you can get her on your show, you totally should. Love and Teresa is actually like scary as hell, but she has been the biggest sweetheart to me. She met me like once I interviewed her and then I saw her on the street and she was like, girl, what's that job? And I'm like, no, but at least he knew my, who I was. He knew my face. And like, I've seen her a couple other times and like, she's always been so nice and cool and down to her. So I love her house in New Jersey, but I feel like I, I'm a New Yorker. I got to stick with my state. That's true. Do you like girl with no job? I've actually, I've only met her once. And I, so I like, I feel like I should have met her a bazillion times, but I haven't. So I don't have enough experience to give a full opinion. I heard she doesn't watch Summer House, which kind of sucks because I feel like she would love it. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Maybe this season she'll get into it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the show and chatting with me. Thank you, Zach. This was so fun. All right, guys, everyone needs to go and check out Hannah's podcast, Burning in Hell, and follow her at Bean Burns on the IG. Burns is B E R N Z. 
I can feel the burn. Well, that's more of a, 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 that's a different hashtag, but I still felt the burn today <laughs> with Hannah. Don't forget to stock up on No Filter merch. Get an emotionally unavailable tea or a powered by coffee and dry shampoo iPhone case. Go stock up right now at JustPlainZach.com. Use code NOFILTER for 20% off. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Be sure to tune in every Monday for pop culture breakdowns and Wednesdays for unfiltered interviews. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Luminary. Still haven't figured out what the fuck Luminary is, but we're there. We're everywhere. Please subscribe. Leave me a good <laughs> review because I love that validation. And again, you have to go check out Hannah's podcast. It's so good, Hannah. It really is. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, guys. I'm going to go binge the season, this last season of Summer House and Hannah's podcast so I can get ready for the new season. And I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye.